Now, if you wouldn't mind turning with me in your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 5, verse 16 tonight. It's a very short verse. I'll be honest, I don't have much time, but I've struggled with what to talk about ever since yesterday when I found out uh, when preacher told me asked me to preach today. And uh, I wanted to either do my testimony or deliver a message, and then the Lord told me, well, why don't you dovetail the two? Why don't you combine the two messages? And I believe that is the correct route to go with tonight. So Ephesians chapter 5, verse 16, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Uh, we are living in some very evil days. I, I don't believe I have to reiterate how evil the days are that we live in. You can turn on the news and risk getting a stomach ulcer for after five minutes of watching it just by seeing the wickedness that is going on in the world today. But more important than what's going on in the world today is the first part of this verse that has been the modus operandi for us Christians since the very beginning. Since Jesus Christ died on the cross of Calvary, this has been our job since the very beginning, and that is to redeem the time. Now, we as Christians, uh, uh, here in this Bible, it's talking about buying back the time, kind of like using a coupon. We have any uh, uh, couponers in here or people that used to coupon? When my wife and I first got married, uh, she used to get a bunch of coupons, and about five times in a row, she got a coupon for buy one, get one free, double-stuffed Oreo cookies. Now, let me tell you what, that was a good coupon to get. But a coupon even better than that was the precious blood of Jesus Christ that died on the cross of Calvary for you and me. And it's up to it is the responsibility of every single Christian to redeem what time we have properly for the Lord. And now before we were saved, our time was not being spent wisely. Our time was being spent with no purpose because without salvation, what's going to happen at the very end? We're doomed to go to hell for all of eternity. But once we are saved, God, uh, God gave us a chance to redeem what time we have properly. Now, think about it. Could not God have just pulled us out of this earth the minute we got saved and taken us to heaven? Certainly he could have. Uh, we could have just been instantly raptured the moment we were saved. But God had bigger plans and said, you know what, I don't want you to just keep, I don't want you to just be selfish and keep the word of God and keep the gospel for yourself. I want you to get that word out there and I want you to redeem the time, redeem what time you have left. The Bible says, boast not thyself of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. You and I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. We don't even know what's going to happen tonight. Uh, I didn't know you guys were going to have pizza today for lunch. Amen. I praise the Lord for it. But we don't know what's going to happen in the following day or in the following minute. So it's important for us as Christians to redeem what time we have wisely and in a way that pleases and brings honor to our Heavenly Father. A little bit about my testimony. I, uh, my dad, he was in the Navy. He was raised in a drunkard's home in South Mississippi. Now, have we got anybody from Mississippi in here tonight? Okay, so I can say whatever I want about Mississippi and get away with it. You ever drive through Mississippi? There ain't nothing there. And he lived in southern Mississippi. There's less than nothing there. Well, he he grew up in a drunkard's home. The only time he ever heard the name of Jesus Christ or even heard the name of the Lord was when it was being used in vain and when it was being cursed. Only time. Never went to church one time growing up. He didn't have the blessing that we all have here tonight. 
Finally, when he got old enough, he went to the U.S. Navy, and uh, he started going. Uh, in, he got done with basic. He married my mom. She uh, was already saved. She was out of church, but they got married. He went into basic, and one day, on the way home from the base, he got on the bus, and he looked on the ground, and there was a little gospel track, a little church invitation that was sitting on the ground. And he picked it up and started to read it, and on that bus ride home, he received Jesus Christ as his personal Savior. He got home and went up to my mom and told her, hey, this Sunday we've got to go to church somewhere, we've got to find a church. So they pulled out a phone book. Man, you haven't seen one of those in ages, have you? Everything's on cell phones now, on those uh, smartphones. The younger folks won't know what I'm talking about. But they pulled out a phone book and they started looking in there. And I don't know if you remember this, but when you looked in the phone book for the word church, you got quite a few choices. So they looked on the back of that gospel track, that church invitation, and they saw that it said, so-and-so Baptist church. And so they started to go to a Baptist church that Sunday. And he made the, and he made the decision that he wasn't going to be like his father. He was going to raise his children in a godly home and bring honor and glory to the Lord in whatever he did. After that, my, I got saved as a young child at about seven years old at the Marine Corps base there in Quantico, Virginia. And then we moved over to Guam, a small island in the southwest Pacific Ocean, home to about uh, 190,000 civilian people and 12,000 military personnel. And God just laid a burden on our heart. We then landed in Lexington, Kentucky afterwards. Dad retired. And we started getting acquainted with a local church there, Clays Mill Baptist, under Pastor Jeff Fugit. My sister and I, we didn't know it at the time, but we were being trained for ministry. We got involved in whatever ministry we could get our hands into, even though for some reason they wouldn't let an 11-year-old kid get involved in the jail ministry. I wonder why. But we got involved in whatever we could, and finally, God called me into the ministry in my sophomore year of high school, there at Lancaster, Kentucky, Circle C Baptist Ranch, and then in my sophomore year of Bible college, he, sh- he called me into missions and showed me where he wanted me to go to plant churches and to uh, spread the gospel of Jesus Christ and to tell others about what God has done. Not long after that, I met my wife there in Bible college who was, be praying for me, she's from Michigan. There's a lot of those Yankee ways I'm trying to get rid of right now, and I've spent four years trying to do it, and it's going to be a hard road. But we met each other, and she instantly hated my guts. Just hated my guts. She says I was arrogant. I don't know what she's talking about. I'm the most humble man I know. But we God ended up knitting our hearts together, and wouldn't you know it, she was called to be a missionary's wife, and I needed a wife. So after a couple of months of pursuing that relentlessly, we started dating, and God knit our hearts together, and we were married, and uh, in June of 2018, had our first son in uh, October of 2020, and now we're having Belcher baby number two in February of 2023. So we are excited about that. And ever, we started deputation in August of 2020. I don't know if you remember, but there was something that happened in 2020 that made that probably the worst time possible to start deputation. 
But all of that, all the people we've seen saved, all the people that God's given us the privilege to give the gospel of Jesus Christ to, to uh, see them bow their heads and pray the sinner's prayer, to see them live for Christ, it was all because one Christian was willing to redeem their time properly. You realize I would not be standing here before you tonight had it not been for some Christian that God got a hold of their heart said, hey, I want you to give this out. I'll never know who it was until I get to the streets of gold. I'll never know who that Christian was that God touched their heart, but I'll, ne- I'll never even know the story behind it. Maybe the fellow that he handed the track to, maybe he cussed him out and threw the track down. I don't know the story behind it, but I praise God that God got a hold of some Christian's heart and told him, hey, you need to redeem your time properly for the cause of Christ. May God give us a generation of Christians today, especially among the young folks here today, that we would start knowing to redeem our time properly and want to redeem our time for God. You never know, you never know what God can do through you. That one Christian, I'd be willing to bet you, he would never have guessed that because he handed out a track, because he handed out a church invitation, some little boy would get saved from that because his father got saved from that and become a Baptist preacher. I wonder if that ever crossed his mind. I doubt it did. It would never cross my mind. But, you know, God wants to use us. God wants to use every single Christian, and he wants us to redeem what time we have left properly. There's going to come a day when we're all called home. There's going to come a day when the father and son are out in the field working, maybe even working on a car, and the father's going to disappear and the son's going to stay. There's going to come a day where the mother and daughter are the moms witnessing to the daughter at the kitchen table telling her, you need to receive Christ as Savior. And that daughter will look up and the mom has disappeared. I don't know when that day's going to come. Could happen tomorrow for all we know. But until that day comes, I want to redeem what time I have left properly for the Lord and do whatever I can. Every missionary here wants to do the same thing. So tonight, I beg you, let's redeem our time properly. Let's redeem what time we've got left in telling somebody the greatest news in the history of the earth. Let's tell them that there's a Savior who came down from heaven who died for them. Let's tell them that there's a God in heaven that we're nothing but less than ants compared to, but you know what? He still loves us. And that when we spat on his name, when we cursed him, he sent his son Jesus Christ to die for you and me. Time is the most valuable thing that you and I possess. Once we get, once we get rid of it, we can't buy it back. We can only invest it or trade it away. And you ask some of these people, these millionaires, these billionaires, you, if you could ask them the question, if you could give all your money just for an extra 20 years or to be 20 years old again, would you do it? I guarantee you they would say yes. Their time is gone. Money can't buy it back. But let me tell you what can make spending time worth it. It's telling somebody about Jesus Christ.
getting the gospel out to wherever you can, however you can. So I beg you tonight, let's redeem our time properly. You don't know who, you're, who your God can use you to affect. Now, one Christian, I have one of the first things I'm going to ask the Lord when I get to heaven, I'm going to ask to, see, to meet that one Christian, to meet them. I don't know what they're going to be like, but I want to know, I want to get to know them. I want, I want a name. I want a face to go with that, that moment, and I praise the Lord for it. Now, if, real quick, I'll ask you to do this, and then my time is gone. The number one thing that my family and I covet is your prayer. And you can ask any missionary here, they'll say the same thing. So I pray, I beg you, would you please grab a prayer card from not just me, but every other missionary here, and keep us in your prayers. We, we could not do what we do without your prayer, being on the road, telling others about Christ. So please keep us in your prayers, and let's decide this week that we're going to redeem what time we have left for the Lord.